Welcome back to the Daily Blend Show. Today is July 17th, 2020, and this is the Friday Top 5. Each week, I highlight five stories I thought were interesting, culturally significant, or notable. This week, we've got stories from Twitch breaking all sorts of um, streaming records, why the Olympics should consider adopting esports, the latest releases from Apple, and the one that I thought was the most important uh, for their long-term success, how Microsoft and their LinkedIn learning platform is rolling out free training and why you should take advantage of it. And then finally, how bosses and leaders can increase engagement while folks are working from home. As always, you can get this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and Overcast. We recently actually were added to Google Podcasts, so we're pretty much on the web with whatever platform you like. Check us out at dailyblend.com. That's D-A-I-L-E-Y-B-L-E-N-D.com. All right, so with all that out of the way, let's jump into the show. So the first story comes that Twitch breaks a 5 billion hour streaming record. So according to Streamlabs, and Streamlabs is like the Nielsen for streaming where they're tracking data across the different platforms, they saw a 62% increase in hours watched from Q1 to Q2. So for a while now, streaming was only considered something that the Gen Y sort of gamer type did. However, as COVID's hit, everyone's getting on board, both in terms of consuming and creating content. So where is this going to really impact industries? I think you're going to see more and more that industries across the board are accepting of streaming content. I think you're going to see uh, an impact to live events. You're also going to see an impact to conferences. I think you've got sort of three um, media uh ways to distribute uh, content or consume it, however you want to look at it. You've got sort of the YouTube um, platform that's really more about a pre-recorded piece of content that allows um, individuals to consume it on demand. You've got sort of the Zoom Teams Meet Blue Jeans that allows you to attend a conference and have like a two-way dialogue um, with other individuals or a multi-directional dialogue. And then you've got things like um, Twitch, which are really focused on an individual or a brand uh, streaming live. Individuals can participate in that they can chat uh, through the, the sort of forums on the side widget there. But it's really more of a, a consuming live or a, at a later point in time. Where organizations need to figure out their play is for the brands where they're going to put their money, right? Is it in social media buying? Is it through the streaming platforms? Is it going directly to the talent that is streaming it? And so it's going to be interesting to see on sort of the more the commercial side, how brands are going to work with the the talent or the streamers. Now from a sort of a, a corporate side, looking at how we disseminate information, I consistently think that organizations are going to take much more of a consumer-focused approach to disseminating information and are going to jump on platforms like a Twitch, it doesn't necessarily have to be a Twitch, to give sort of State of the Union updates to their staff. I think, you know, Zoom, Teams, BlueJeans is, is one approach, but I think you're going to see sort of a hybrid approach over time. Curious as to which platform can kind of figure out the best way to enable that. Our second story comes in on why the Olympics should add 
or consider adding esports. So unlike the sports that currently reside in the portfolio of those played in the Olympic Games, such as baseball, hockey, boxing, etc., etc., esports actually own the IP associated with the game itself, could control the features, and the IOC wouldn't have carte blanche in terms of when they want to make decisions of how to represent the games, programming, licensing, etc. This is sort of a dual story when I think about it and why it matters. So it's it's partly looking at Olympics and then partly looking at the individual sports themselves. So the data for this is really coming out of the sports journal team, and it was looking at by major sports such as golf, NASCAR, MLB, boxing, NFL, if you look at the average age of viewership, every sport has increased in age. So if you think about it, you've got folks in 2006 who were watching PGA and they were 59. Now that average jumped up to 64. Same thing with baseball going from 52 to 57, NFL 46 to 50. So what does this really mean? The Olympics viewership is down and so are the individual sports. And esports is, while not going to be necessarily adopted by all, it is increasing in popularity and faster rate than traditional sports. And so franchises should consider either buying into uh, an esports franchise or looking for complementary services or letting uh, events be hosted at their stadiums. Now, the Olympics should consider it because the Olympics is a, a dying brand, right? The viewership is dramatically down. It continues to drop from the golden days of Dave Leverman and his mom covering it to the modern era. It will be interesting over time as uh, more dollars go into esports franchises and if the Olympics starts to consider this as a viable means to get eyes on the broader portfolio of sports and how individual sports brands decide to invest or not invest in these franchises. The third story comes in from Apple and their annual WWDC update, which is Worldwide Developer Conference for those who had never heard of it. Uh, this is really their annual uh, unveiling of the latest software updates across their different platforms, which continues to grow. So you've got the OS, which is really powering your computers. You've got Watch OS powering their watch devices iOS, which is powering your mobile devices, iPad OS, which is powering your iPad, and now Apple TV. There were many changes to the software, and for those who have gone and downloaded the beta software, I know I have, and I'm extremely impressed with it. I think the adding the widgets really was a nice thing for the OS. I think if you look at the way that they're structuring the software for the laptops, you're going to definitely see some similar design language to what you've experienced on the mobile devices. And fingers crossed that five years from now, we'll have some sort of touchscreen laptop device coming out of Apple. But really, you know, I want to move away from the software and talk about what matters or what I thought was the most important thing that came out of WWDC, which was not software. So Apple finally announced that they're bringing out their own silicon. And really, why does this matter? Uh, I, I think if you think about understanding the value prop of Apple, it's really that it's the perfect harmony of software and hardware. 
And the one piece that they were missing was their abilities to put their own chips in their laptops. Now, they've been doing this with cell phones for a number of years, but the fact that they're able to create their own chips for their laptops allows them to really focus uh, the development of those chips to align to their strategic visions of their hardware and their software. One would imagine that the reason they're doing this is likely because they're going to move more into augmented reality or virtual reality. And this could be in the forms of Apple Glass that's long been rumored or the abilities to use your phones in sort of an augmented reality standpoint. So imagine you, you held out your phone in front of you and you were in New York City and you were looking for let's say 7-Elevens or a Starbucks, it could actually show you sort of a translucent through your phone of where to walk and where certain stores or items were. Also, the added thing is that Apple will control their supply chain, so be able to create end-to-end devices without having to be reliant on third-party vendors such as Intel. All right, the fourth story comes in from Microsoft and LinkedIn rolling out more free training. So a few years back, Microsoft purchased LinkedIn, and most people think of LinkedIn as the ability to connect with professionals and track career paths. Well, LinkedIn has another side of their business called LinkedIn Learning. And if you've never been to it, it's a great platform that corporations are starting to adopt in replacement of building their own content. And so Microsoft and LinkedIn decided to roll out some free training during this COVID time. And if you go to dailyblend.com forward slash Friday top five, you'll be able to find some of these free training links. And these are things like becoming a software developer, becoming a sales representative, becoming an IT administrator. So obviously there's a little more lean in on technology projects, but I think it's just great to see organizations give out some of this free training and that individuals kind of can skill up or make pivots to their careers through taking these trainings. I highly recommend checking them out, and I think you'll enjoy the LinkedIn Learning platform and find other trainings that maybe are useful to you. All right, so the fifth story comes in from Scott Edinger. I think I'm saying his name correctly. Uh, showcasing research and data as to why leaders need to understand that there is a tremendous opportunity to increase employee engagement and commitment right now. During this Forbes article, he highlights some of the tactics that we all take to better be communicators and increase in engagement and foster a sense of community. So why does this matter? Well, we are in interesting times. I think everyone understands that and agrees to that. And COVID has been a massive accelerant for organizations and individuals become more technologically enabled and equipped in this elastic working environment. Tools like Teams, Slack, Google Meet are great for engagement and get us all out of email and phone calls, but there are still generational gaps and lifelong operational procedures that people have hiccups when using these tools and not everyone's on the same page and not everyone has the same level of comfort. Now, in the next years, I think organizations need to take a look at these tools and tactics being used and provide a set of guiding principles to help standardize these and standardize the communication methods and tools and techniques to make sure everyone's on the same page and you're maximizing engagement across the organization. I also think individuals need to put sort of a hard line in the sand of here's my working hours, here's when I want to be communicated towards, here's when I want to engage. And I think back to the guiding principles, these are things that are going to come. 
I also think that what's going to happen is you're going to see much more of virtual water coolers, if you will, where folks can come together and find like-minded ideas. It will also be interested to see if companies start doing more data mining and sort of do proactive outreach to individuals of saying, hey, you don't know this person inside the organization or these other folks are talking about similar topics to you, maybe get together and sort of discuss these and come up with some new ideas based on just a common set of um, data points and metadata that they're extracting from chats and emails and things of that nature. So interesting times for culture and organizations, and I look forward to seeing how Different organizations sort of slice this and approach this. I think there's no one right size for every organization, and um, it will be good to see. All right, so that wraps up this week's edition of Friday Top 5. Don't forget, you can find Daily Blend at dailyblend.com. That's D-A-I-L-E-Y-B-L-E-N-D.com. Also, we are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at socialnetwork.com forward slash daily blend. I figured that would probably be easier than trying to spell out each individual social media channel. You can also find me, Reed Daily, at reeddaily.com or twitter.com forward slash reeddaily. That's R-E-E-D-D-A-I-L-E-Y. I'm also on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash reeddaily, R-E-E-D-D-A-I-L-E-Y. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and enjoy your weekend.